Good afternoon and welcome to Sacred Reading at Brandon High School for Aristotle and Dante Discovered the Secrets of the Universe. I am Miss Huff and with me today is... Angel. So Angel and I are talking about the second section of the book and we had a couple quotes and we've decided to talk about the one on page 70. It says, I wanted to tell her that happy was hard for me, but I think she already knew that. And... We're going to do our four-step process, so that means that we're going to talk about literally what's going on in the book right here and what we remember about this spot. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about allegorically, how is this like some other story, movie, something we've seen before? And then we'll talk about personally what this means to us and how we feel that. Yep. And then based on everything we've said, do we feel like there's a call to action or a, a something we should do? So, literally, do you remember this spot in the book? Yeah, I, I think they were talking about something, and a lot happened in that one in that one part of the book uh -huh. where he explains like how like being happy is different for him and how he can't be happy. Yeah, more because he's like more of like a introvert. Yeah, he's not he's not weird. He's not a weirdo or anything. He's just more introverted. So being happy for him is harder. Yeah, she's asking him about friends. What do you do when you leave the house, and don't you have any friends and that kind of thing? And he's like, well, I. I do stuff. I have friends. I have school friends. And then I've got Dante. And, yeah. And she says, you know, I don't think you know how much you're loved. And he says, I do. And he wanted to tell her that happy was just hard for him. But you're right. He's an introvert. Yeah. And he doesn't say. And he can know that she loves him without it making him overtly happy. I think, I think the thing with Ari is... He knows he's loved, but that doesn't... Okay, so emotionally, it doesn't do a lot for him. It doesn't fix it. Yeah, it doesn't fix the <laughs> fact that he really doesn't have as many friends as he says he does. Right. And he's not more of like a normal, quote-unquote, normal kid. Yeah. I mean, he has Dante and the kids at school. Right. But we know he doesn't get along with the kids at school. Right. At all. We saw in the beginning that they wanted to beat him up. Yeah. And he says that he gets in fights all the time, but he knows how to handle himself, so they try to leave him alone. Yeah. So he's a loner, and that can be lonely, and yeah. that makes happy hard. Yeah. Definitely. So if we're thinking about where we see this allegorically in other texts and, and other things, it reminds me of a novel called Darius the Great is Not Okay, which I think I actually recommended to you. You did. It is about a high school kid who he is half Persian. His mom is from Iran. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I remember. And what strikes me in that book is that in that book, it's a lot with his dad, too. That's kind of why he feels depressed. He thinks his dad is like this perfect man. Like, he calls him the Ubermensch, and, and his dad can do everything, and his dad is successful, and his dad has friends, and, his dad, and he's not like that. And he feels like nobody will listen to him, and nobody identifies with him, and he's just all alone because he's not like that. And Ari relates. And Ari is exactly like that. So I wonder... Ari and Dante are like that. Ari thinks that Dante is this body embodiment of perfection. He does. Just like that kid. Uh-huh. Just like Darius feels about his dad. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody is perfect, is that, what both of the books teach yeah. me. And that everybody feels a bit lonely sometimes and awkward sometimes. And that's not even, yeah, like that's not even the case for Dante. He is quite the opposite of the embodiment of perfection. Like he, he literally struggles for like half of the book. Does it remind you of any other stories? 
It reminds me of the one that I just read, The Black Flamingo, oh, okay. about, well, more more of Dante's side, okay. other than Ari, because, because Ari, he doesn't figure out who he actually is until the near end of that book, and Dante knows. He knows it for certain, and mm-hmm. and the, the boy from The Black, Black Flamingo, Flamingo, he was really like, he likes looking at girls, uh-huh. but he likes boys too. So it's like, I think he's on the gender spectrum yeah. as well, because I think he wanted to potentially wear some dresses. I think he, cause he wanted to play with Barbies. He wanted to play with the girls. And he, he does. Wanted to, yeah, he does. He does. He does. And he doesn't like it when his dad keeps giving him his dad and his mom, give him like GI Joe and stuff. Like action figures like, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. So that pressure in that case to be somebody he's not is kind of what's leading his struggle eventually they they learned to accept it though but they didn't know that they knew from the beginning that he mm-hmm. was always on the on the more like feminine side of things sure. um it does remind me a lot of the black flamingo as well and i can see if we've got multiple books about teenage boys who are struggling with this it also makes me think that this is probably a common struggle yeah and if we're talking about personally, I remember my senior year in high school being really upset and thinking that people didn't understand who I was and what I wanted as well. But specifically around dating, I wanted to date a guy that like my friends didn't like. And I can remember feeling very alone because it was the first time that my friends were like, you shouldn't do this. And why are you, why are you going after him and all of this? And well, I, they were right, but I couldn't see it yeah, at the time. They were you know? right. Of course they were right. Um, three heads are better than one. Yeah. I was a little clouded, you know, but. So for, it's a little bit more different for me because growing up in, in the new age of being, being gay or lesbian or bisexual uh-huh. is more common. It is. And whenever I figured out that I was bisexual, I, a lot of my friends didn't, okay. A lot of my friends didn't approve of it, but I didn't really care. That's the thing. Okay. And I'm a lot more in my head. I'm, I think I'm nonchalant, but I'm not definitely (laughs) a lot of things that I say that I don't care about hurt me. But that was just one of the things that I really didn't pay much mind to because I know at the the end of the day, whoever I'm dating, whoever I end up being with is making me happy. So it really doesn't matter what, that shows a lot of strength of character. People don't, I don't really care about what people have to say in that aspect of things, but. That reminds me of another book, um, Honey and Issue's Guide to Fake Dating. So. <laughs> oh, man. Honey and Issue are two girls who live in Scotland, but are Indian because colonialism. And Issue is gay. Honey is bisexual. When she tells her friends that she's bisexual, they tell her she's wrong and that she doesn't know. And that since she's never even dated a girl, she should just keep dating boys and let them pick out her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And it's not that they're they're not against people who are in single gender relationships. They just tell her she doesn't know what she's talking about because she's only had boyfriends. And so she makes up that she has a girlfriend and ends up really liking the girl and you know there's a whole drama behind that but i think it's interesting that her friends didn't believe her 
And you said your friends had trouble with this too. Yeah, they, they at first they even had trouble even believing like Angel, where's this coming from? Like, and I just told them because like what I mean by friends is like one friend. Mm-hmm. Because I really only told, like, one person, and then it, like, just got spread out to everybody, which I didn't like. Yeah, but, no. That's your thing to talk about but, and tell. But he, he was like, really? Are, like, are you sure that's what you like? Questioning me? I don't think he disapproved of it. I think he was just more of, like, a couldn't believe it. Like, me. Yeah. Because, I'm not going to lie, throughout, like, a lot of my life, I was pretty homophobic. <laughs> so, and then I was just like, one day, I don't know. I always knew, I I always knew since like a really early age, like a really early age that I was a little bit more different than my siblings. Well, you know, I think about it. I never had to think or pick or choose my sexuality. So I don't understand why people think it is a choice like that. It's really not. Yeah, it's really not a choice. And a lot of people like to argue that you become, you become gay or you become bisexual. No. You you are in you are into what you're into right. from the time that your hormones start realizing that they like what they like. So Right. That makes sense to me. So it sounds like if we have a call to action here, it's a lot around understanding because all of our characters that we've talked about in books and then personally as well, it causes a lot of angst and depression and worry to be in a position where you think your friends and the people who love you are not gonna understand who you truly are. Yeah. And so if we could all be a little more understanding, but also I wonder about actively showing that we are understanding too, so that, because you know, I'm at a point in my life, I'm, I'm married and happily so and settled and all of that, but I'm around a lot of teenagers. Yeah. So I maybe need to be more overt about the fact that no matter who you are, it is okay in this library. Yeah. Like, in my head, all of that is, is nothing. All of that is nothing. Liking what you like is, is perfectly fine. We right. all bleed the same color. Right. We all eat, sleep. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. We all do the same thing. We're all so human. Yeah. I I don't think that I don't think treating people with less respect right. is for that purpose is I think that's really unfair. So I think we need to not only accept ourselves, yeah. but I think we have to give the people in our lives that we love credit. That if they love us, they love us for a reason, and they'll accept whoever we are. I think you need to hopefully. Yeah, I think I think you need to accept yourself before you let others accept you, yeah. because it doesn't matter what other people think, because we all die. It's inevitable. So whatever you decide to like is what you like, and if people, if the people you're around don't accept that, then you're not around the right people. And I think acceptance is kind of the ground floor. Yeah. More than just accept. And it's let's embrace another problem is, you know, previous generations not accepting that another problem is with previous generations thinking that being like gay or anything like that Mm -hmm. is an issue. Like they like to claim that we're brainwashed or something like that. And I don't think that's the case. I just think that because back in like the 80s and the 90s and even the 70s, people people were just too scared to come out and now that right. a generation that is more capable of speaking their mind mm-hmm. i think like past generations are kind of like kind of like scared of that like just they're, they they weren't able to speak their mind about things because they would get made fun of or put down for it but this generation they're able to do it and now it's a problem because they couldn't i think it's more of like a projection mm-hmm. that they're going through or more of like i think they're like projecting their own issues 
on our generation. Yes, I see that in so many things. Like, even the scandal right now around student loan forgiveness, that we have a whole group of people yelling about how their student loans weren't forgiven, so the next generation's student loans weren't forgiven. And the people doing the yelling all got coronavirus loans forgiven. Literally. What are you doing? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like the and biggest double standard. Okay? Yes. It's like the biggest double standard I've ever heard of. Yes. And I think you're 100% right with sexuality, too. That the more we, the more people speak out about who they are and find community anyway, the more people are willing to. And if, if a reading a book about a gay character could make you gay, yeah, uh, like if indoctrination was that easy, then every one of then my ev- students would have always gotten A's because they would have done all their work and they would have brought me coffee every day. Yep. That's not how that works. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really, really not. I think that's also a great point to end on. So to everybody out there, if you want to contribute, please uh, tell us in the discussion board what you think. Sign up to be on the podcast. Uh, You can send me a voice memo for it. And if you have something to say, speak up, speak out, be who you are. There are plenty of people who will accept you. Don't be scared. And the people who don't accept you, that's their problem, not yours. Exactly. There's there's so many people in the world. You don't have to worry about the people that don't agree or like what you're doing or saying or your preference stick with the people that that will really accept you for who you are you accept them and that's how it should be absolutely thank you for chatting with me today you're welcome